Hi there, I am Deva Flowers. And I'm your host, Chief Bob Boskis. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may be even critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspective and to apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Well, we are back. Hello, Deva. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you, Chief? I'm good. Are you still in Texas or have you moved to some place? <laughs> uh, well, I should move. No, that's not bad. <laughs> the, the, the temperatures up here, if you, you haven't lived up here, Deva, but uh, mm -hmm. we have all kinds, every season in a day, in a 24-hour period. Pretty much. So, uh, uh, you know. Three hours it'll be hot. Three hours it'll be uh, tomorrow. Today is sixty-six. <laughs> tomorrow it'll be twenty-six for the highs, and, and then the roller coaster. So I guess that I must like it. I'm here. I guess yeah. Here it's. I, I asked my Alexa this morning what the weather was, and she said the humidity was one hundred percent. So it really? is, it is oh. raining and it is warm. Uh, it's been that way for the past few days. And you asked if I had traveled at all. I thought it was funny because I feel like I've been driving all week um they say in europe that you can travel um to different countries in the same way that you would drive around texas so i've pretty much been doing that i've been going oh, from really? i'm going from austin to north north texas and then down again and that's probably three and a half four hours where i could be in france to germany or something like that yeah. so yeah wow. <laughs> yeah well and the temper the temps and uh, climate and everything are different in all those areas oh yeah i'm not see i've not i've never i've never lived in texas I've been there several times, a mm -hmm. bunch of times, but uh, usually in and out. And even you're in Austin, as I recall. Yeah, I'm in Austin right, right now. It's where I go to school. And, and, so I, and I think I told you that the last time I was there was the day that it snowed in the last 50 years or something. Oh, like the, that. I call it the Dippin' Dot snow because the snow is so yep. little and, yeah. and puny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. little tiny thing. We, we in Colorado don't call that snow. No, uh, no, no, no. That's like that. I don't know what we call it. There's a, norm, a term for it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, we left last week uh, saying that we were going to talk about what a leader of character mm -hmm. does. Now, maybe we're going to get into some contentious discussion here. Well, that sounded pretty uh, philosophical. Scary. Scary, not contentious. <laughs> yes. uh, but, but that's okay, because I think we may and we may not yeah. have a different perspective on what a leader of character does. Now, I want to start the conversation because I'm older than you, and you've been brought up right to, to go with me. Uh-oh. Already, <laughs> already. Now you young whippersnapper. Oh, well. Hooligan. But anyway, tomfoolery. What, what, I, what I think... And we, I think we can agree that this is so. And then what does it mean? That a leader of character does what's right. Mm, loaded and statement. We, as you know, I grew up in the Air Force. You've been in CAP a lot, more or less in the Air Force as well. And we call that integrity, mm -hmm. doing what's right. So, and that's why I don't know if that's a, a core value in CAP. I know you are, you know that it is in the Air Force. Is that is it a core value in the yeah they're very the civil, similar civil air patrol cap yes they're very similar so ours is integrity volunteer service excellence and respect so we have four and air force is 
integrity, excellence, respect, and all we do. Um, yeah, we're old. We can't remember four. We yeah, we've only got three. three. <laughs> <laughs> but integrity, doing what's right, and that's how we define integrity, doing what's right is what a leader of character does. Yeah. Uh, let, me, uh, let me tell you a story because um, I just recently did, and I think I mentioned it last time, uh, a talk over at the, the Classical Academy in Colorado Springs for mm -hmm. one of my, the person who bought, uh, hired me to come to the Air Force Academy. And when, uh, in fact, it was uh, almost 20 years to the day that we met, met that I spoke to, at his uh, program. But anyway, when I first met him, I asked him, boss, uh, what is my job? Well, what do you expect of me? He says, uh, uh, chief, your job is to develop leaders of character. Hmm. I said, okay, what is that? Uh, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> uh, he never did. He finally retired. In fact, he, he hired my daughter, which is a very cool thing. She was his, oh, uh, that's cool. his assist, assistant. But anyway, uh, and I've always said that in the Air Force, at least, a leader of character is someone who lives up to the core values of integrity, service, and excellence. Mm -hmm. Long circle, going back to what I just said, I think a leader of character does what's right. Do you agree? Do you, do you disagree? Yeah, I definitely agree that they do what's right. And I think the difference or the dissonance that we'll find between you and me is that now more than ever, I think people really debate what's right and what is, what does it mean to be right? And, is if I think this is right, do you think this is right? Um, if I'm young and you're old, is it young for me? Is it okay for me because I'm young and not okay for you because you're old? Or um, there's so many different ways that people can debate that. I, I took a philosophy class last semester um, for my Plan Two Honors group, and then this semester I have a class called Religion and Politics. So both of those are heavy on what have people said in the past about what is right. Um, and then that changes the leader of character. So I think that's that's something. So what what do you think is right? Here's a very, very broad question. Um, obviously, there's different circumstances, but does it mean that we have to have certain value sets that tell us what is right? Are mine different I, I than yours? We, well, they may be, but probably not way different. Yeah. But the, and I think there are two types, two sets, I guess we could use, uh, use that term, uh, of, of values that we live with, uh, mm -hmm. David. Uh, the first one is our personal values, the things that you and I as individuals, all of us as individuals think are most important. And the organizational values which I had a, we had a conversation up at the Air Force Academy not long ago with some cadets about this thing. Somebody, uh, and it was a civilian uh, author that described integrity as doing what you think is right. Yeah. Okay, sure. But in the context of, in particular, the military, in an organization, I think the, the way that we're going to succeed is for all of us to agree what is right. Now, we would hope that we would have some um, morality in there that someone would say, well, we don't murder people. Okay. So we're, uh, we, we don't lie. We, you know, we use that term. We're honest with each other. We start developing, I think, moral uh, uh, definitions, if not descriptions for what we as an organization, and, and I'm using this even as a team, a group of people, you have friends, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> a uh, few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've got <laughs> one or two. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have thousands of them on Facebook. If yeah. That yeah. Most of them, I don't even know who they are. Deb gets on me for that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what do we as a collective believe is important? We just went through uh, um, 
elections the other day, mm-hmm. and we voted on the people that we thought had similar or the same values, mm-hmm. R- right or wrong. But then that's a collective. There's a broader collective, which we call the United States of America, which even there, the organizational values, I think, are embodied by the Constitution of the United States of America. You know, anybody that says, what do you Americans stand for, should be able to take out that paper and say this. Mm-hmm. Now, does that change? And the politicians are always trying to change it. Uh, okay, but until it gets changed, then mm-hmm. those are what we collectively say are our values. Uh, you have Your family mm-hmm. uh, values certain things. Uh, holidays, are they important? Getting together, are they? those are values, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sending gifts are those values. By the way, mine has not arrived yet, but uh, it's in the mail. I know. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think they're two different ones. Which uh, yeah, yes, I. The way it works, the natural thing is a natural process is, we do, those things based on what we think is important. Yeah. Does that, that make a little bit of sense? And I, I know that's a long answer to your short question, but, um, but youngsters. I don't know. What do you guys think is important, Dave? I don't know. One of the things that we'll talk about eventually is humility. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, my sense is, and this is the sense of a lot of old folks, it really is, I think, collectively, that you youngsters are not humble enough to be respectful of what we think. Mm-hmm. About and what? The older generation? About anything. Anything. Yeah. You, know, you guys are old. You don't know nothing. Yep. Well, I don't know. I've been around. <laughs> No, like I think that is the antithesis of what you mean because you are older because you know things <laughs> um, and uh, those seem to go together normally. Uh, and yeah. I completely agree with you speaking uh, maybe not as a representative of my group, but as an individual, um, I think our problem is that we are just increasingly divisive and unsure. I feel like, especially as a college student, most of the conversations that I have around morality revolve around relativism so the idea that oh anything can be moral if you justify it properly well when you start to justify these things you always get down to a moral truth (laughs) and so i don't i don't think my generation gets far enough down that uh path to find the values that you're talking about um so the values that I think maybe 30 or 40 years ago, everybody would have been okay with and accepted even things like patriotism, um, which surprises me because you think, oh, we have all these differences, but at least we're American. But even that is under fire, I feel, especially in our colleges. So, um, And my, my, my gut tells me, and I, I could be wrong, and please correct me if, if you think I am wrong, is that we the culture that we have uh, bred lately the, that we've created is based on um, oh uh, victimization I think mm-hmm. that's the term I've yeah. I've read that somewhere that I'm the vic- victim everything that you do you're doing to me mm-hmm. well yeah sure you can live your life that way this is a, a kind of a, a, a cyclical argument this is America you can feel however you want to feel. Mm-hmm. But if you feel that way, why do you feel that way? And that's that's you. That's you feel that way. I'm not necessarily trying to make you a victim. I'm just expressing how I feel. And if you feel you're a victim because of what I said, well, that's on you. Yeah. But but a lot of people, I think, you know, again, I, I may be wrong. A lot of people feel that everybody's out to get them because they're Hispanic. 
because they're black, because they're female, because they're not female, whatever it is. Well, live your life that way if you want to. Yeah, but that's not very effective, and you're not going to be very happy, I don't think. And I've known some people that walk around looking for that. How how, how can I be a victim? <laughs> There's probably a, a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. I, I can probably make you feel that way because I'm, you know, as shy as you know I am, uh, I, I can say some things that might offend you, and then now you're being the victim. <laughs> and you know what? It didn't bother me a, a bit. I'm on my way doing all <laughs> and you can say whatever you'd like too. Yeah. And people yeah. don't don't do that anymore. They don't allow you to say what is on your mind in the interest of victimization. Um, There's a girl in my class. I have this really cool class called constitutional design. So we talk about government. We talk about the constitution, the founding fathers, and she definitely feels this way. And uh, I've really enjoyed our friendship and our conversation and everything, but she is on the opposite side of the spectrum as far as uh, victimization and maybe for more, um, uh, liberal tendencies as far as her policy and stuff like that. And, and so what she said the other day was that there's evidence, which is a a flat out truth to me, but it's kind of twisted the way she said it. She says, there's evidence that older people have less of an affinity to be offended or feel like things are wrong. Like they think that things are okay the way they are, where young people have more tendencies for activism, have more tendencies to want to fix things and make things better. And she said, it just doesn't, it's such a weird uh, statistic to me because I don't understand why old people, and this is what she said, uh, can be so callous is what she said. And it's funny because there were 12 other people in this class. It's a very small class. And everybody else said, no, that makes sense. They're just tougher, right? They've just lived through more. Doesn't, doesn't that make sense to you? She's like, no, they should, they shouldn't be so callous. And, and so, no, I, I, I think it makes sense. That's the difference. I think in the arguments between young people is that either old people are callous or they are tough, which I, I agree with the tough portion, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, we've, by definition, we've been through more. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make us smarter, better, tougher or anything. We've just by, you know, no kidding. That's the truth that we have been through more. But but here's the deal. Go back to her whenever you see her again, Deva, and, and remind her or have her ask her to do her homework. Go back and look at the, what was happening in the 60s and the 70s mm-hmm. and the stuff that those people were doing. And you know what? That was us. That yeah. was my generation. <laughs> yeah. So those people that you're saying are callous or whatever, that they're older, <laughs> yeah. uh, old farts. You know, I, I don't mind using that term. <laughs> but uh, we're the, we were you. Mm-hmm. Not long ago, you know, 20, 25, 30, well, 60s. Wow, that's a long time ago. I don't want to think about that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we were you doing similar or even possibly worse things, depending on how you look at it mm-hmm. and where you look at it. Uh, so uh, and that's not really a, a good argument. Yeah. Other than, like I just said, we do have more experience. That's You can't doubt that. You can't argue that. We yeah. do have more experience. So having more experience, you would uh, this would suggest that we've been through stuff like you're going through similar things and but again you know it's the same things we're still fighting the same fights only in a different way i think now it's becoming more militant but as Mm -hmm. i say that i think about the 60s and what was going on then not really it it was just now it is more obvious because it's online it's on your in the palm of your hand you can see it going on immediately where in our days in the 60s 70s you know we had to wait for the the walter cronkite to report on what (laughs) happened in la and otherwise we wouldn't know about it because we just didn't have the technology but uh uh, and and i don't know that we're callous you know and that would be a personality thing i think 
Yeah. You know, I don't think a, a population in general is is a personality. We we're all different. You know, and you know, if you if you interviewed uh, ten of us, ten of us old farts, you might generalize, but ten of us is not a good uh, portion of the population to say that all of us are that way. So it's like us saying, "You guys, we." Uh, I have these. I've had these discussions with uh, Simon Sinek about uh, the millennials, uh, Generation Z, on you youngsters and all that stuff. Because the older folks say, well, you know, they're terrible. It's the me generation. Well, but we were the me generation. And mm. more importantly, where did they learn it? <laughs> where, where did you learn to be who you are? You didn't just sit there one day and say, I'm David Flowers, and this is what I think. This is what I believe. This is what I don't believe. That didn't happen. There was an evolution. <laughs> so you learned it from your parents, your grandparents. I know you, you grew up with your grandparents close nearby. And uh, the organizations that you belong to, the Civil Air Patrol, you you, you are probably more conservative than many of your friends, if, yeah. or at least some of your friends, because you have that experience. Again, it goes back to the values. The organizational mm -hmm. values were, this is when, when you're in a, a CAP cadet, these are the things we expect you to do and believe. The good thing about America is you don't have to, you can walk away. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if you, do, if you are part of that organization, that's what you're expected to believe, and what and how would we define that in that organization? What does what is integrity? What does it mean for a leader of character in that organization? Is someone mm -hmm. that lives up to those things and practices them. Practicing exactly. is key, though. Practicing is key. To know but not to do is not to know. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you're telling me that you're. Uh, uh, what's the word for being on time all the time? Uh, punctual. Yeah, punctual. <laughs> Well, show me. Yeah, yeah. If you're late all the time, you are not punctual mm -hmm. by definition. Yeah. Now, we've pretty much thrown away the the dictionary uh, because we can make any word be whatever or mean whatever we want it to be. And we, uh, I think we've talked about this before. We've lost the language, mm -hmm. which means we don't have that foundation to go back to. Right means go to dictionary.com. Mm -hmm. That's what it means. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, then, then I think that's where the victimization comes in. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be responsible. So uh, you hate me. Uh, not really. I don't even know you. And I don't yeah. even care about you. So that's. I guess that's a form of hate. I don't know. It depends on who you believe. This is interesting because I just I just looked up, uh, since the dictionary is no longer a thing, I looked it up in Google. Um Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the first right. definition would be morally good, justified or acceptable, which I think it's funny because there's three different definitions there in one sentence. Right. And in our minds, we might say, oh, being right is morally good. And that's what we accept. And then otherwise, I feel like my generation, the justified or acceptable part is what we're looking at. Um, can I ask you one more question? Kind of sure. curious if um, if you think that People in the 60s, maybe I knew there was like the hippie movement and all that that was coming up. Do you think that they were more tied to the moral good than our generation? Or do you think that they cared about the moral good at all like we did? Or No, I, I don't I don't think so. I think that was the, the propaganda. Mm -hmm. It was because it was all about love children. You know, we love each other and all that stuff. And yeah. we, we did some pretty uh, heinous things in that under the auspices of love and it was not not love it was lust is what it was uh, in, in trying to get ahead trying to to win mm -hmm. 
we, we, you know, uh, it was, it was all, all BS really, I think, or a lot of it. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to tell. I don't, I'm not really sure. And I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so stuff happened in the, in those days that, uh, uh, and again, we I don't know. I'm thinking that maybe because we didn't have the technology, we couldn't com communicate as we do now. But now we have the technology, and we still don't. Yeah. So maybe you know, it's it's, it's your and I's job to tell what we think is morally good in terms of characteristics of leadership or leaders of character. Um, so we can just disclaim out there too that what is just justified or acceptable we can also discuss that but that doesn't mean that we'll agree with it uh which i think is super important um yeah and i think the key to it all though deba is and i think you know that i studied with dr stephen covey yeah it's really awesome. we can agree to disagree agreeably mm -hmm. and that takes humility i may be wrong i may not be right at least but i can agree and have enough uh, uh respect to let you believe what you believe yeah. and I'll believe what I believe and we can live that way. Yeah. Let's talk more about this. Let's talk about the, you know, there's another, I think, a foundational, uh, a, a foundation for a, a leader of character. That I'll get back to you. On. <laughs> All right. I'm, it's, I'm looking forward to it. That was a good conversation. Thanks, Chief. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at bobvasquez at bobvasquez.com, B-O-B-V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z at B-O-B-V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z.com or davaflowers at gmail.com, D-A-V-A-F-L-O-W-E-R-S at gmail.com. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.